This episode of Geek Loves Nerd is brought to you by DrawYouAPicture.com, where you can have me, your host, draw you something for your church, your ministry, your podcast, your family, your business for pretty darn cheap. Check it out at DrawYouAPicture.com. See what I've done for others and see what I can do for you. Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996. Geek Loves Nerd. Nerd Loves Geek. Hi, how are you doing out there, podcast people? This is Geek Loves Nerd, trying to find something in common since 1996, show number 40, brought to you the week of March 20th, 2009. I am one of your hosts. My name is James. I'm the geek. And my name's Jen. I'm the nerd. And right off the bat, we like to just say something to somebody. <laughs> just want to say happy uh, five-year anniversary to my sister, Teresa, and her husband, Josh. Has it been that long? Yep, and today's the day. Oh, well, they won't get this till tomorrow. So sorry we're late, people. <laughs> anyway, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Dean. So thanks, Dean. Thanks, Dean. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, our main topic here on Geek Loves Nerd, where we discuss things pertaining to marriage, uh, is surviving the first year, part one. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. We, we got down to it and we realized that uh, surviving the first year was more than just about the year itself. It's about preparing for that first year. So we split it up into two parts. This is part one, and this is all about preparation. So we have six tips that we're going to go through, six angles, six issues that everybody needs to think about before they get married. Now, if you're already married, too bad. Sorry, you screwed it's up. too late. <laughs> yeah, you're just like us. You it's know, too late. It's too late for you. Good luck. Maybe you can pass it on to your children yeah. when they become of age. <laughs> so, you know, this preparation and first year, we know who we're talking to. Um, we're talking to people that aren't married yet. So if you're a middle schooler, high schooler, college age kid, you need to uh, memorize everything we say. Because uh, we're not just throwing out things that came from a book. It's the stuff that we learned and, uh, and have seen people do wrong and things we've seen done right. And And to say that we've done it all right. No, we did a lot of things right, didn't we, Jen? Yeah, we did. We did, but we um, did a few things not quite so right. So learn from our mistakes, and that way you can make all your own mistakes and not the same ones we did. Exactly. Okay. All right. So let's jump right into it, Jen. Um, Jen put this list together, so I, I say you go ahead and uh, hit us with the first, the first uh, angle, the first tip, first um, thing that we need to be prepared for. In order to survive that first year of marriage. I think uh, one of the first things to think about is your finances. Um, uh, one would be, do you have a job that you could actually support yourself? Or do you and your spouse together have a job? You know, both Potential have jobs. Potential spouse. Huh? Potential, Potential spouse. spouse. Yeah. Have jobs where you can actually afford to live on your own. Um, the other thing to think about is, you know, do you have a ton of debt? Um, do you have a really high car payment? Are you going to? You know, all these different things, because um, when you get married, any of your financial problems obviously come into the marriage right with you. Absolutely. And it's it's like your DVD collection. You know, when we got married, I had a copy. Actually, back then it was VHS. Yeah, it was. I had a copy of Aladdin <laughs> and Twister. Jen had a copy of Twister and Aladdin. We came together. We had two copies. And mm -hmm. debt's the same way. If you got a little bit of debt, she's got a little bit of debt. It doesn't get married along with you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> the two do not become one. <laughs> you, Later uh, you can acquire debt that is yeah, both of yours. Yeah, but <laughs> you'll enjoy it so much more. But uh, listen to our finance episode to uh, hear what we think about debt. But um, yeah, you, you, finances has got to be one of the main reasons, I know it is, that, that over 50% of people get divorced in America. It's ridiculous. So that's the top of our list. 
is finances. You've got to get your finances in order, people. And and more than just the debt and more than just the income, um, you, you this is a part of being ready. Mm-hmm. That first year is going to be difficult under perfect circumstances because of all of the changes that you're going to go through. And we'll talk more about that next time, next week. So if it's difficult and almost impossible under per- perfect circumstances, it's going to be downright impossible under anything less. So get your head clear. Get ready by making sure you're fine. Make sure you're making enough money. See, this is the reason why it was on our, our list is Jenna, Jennifer and I, we dated for four years. Mm-hmm. The better part of four years. And we were ready emotionally. And, and I think relationship-wise, we were ready. But we, yeah, we, were. we were not quite – and we weren't down and out and bad and out. But we were not quite ready financially. I mean, when we got married, it was the year before her senior year in college. Mm-hmm. We should have waited one more year just for that. Yeah. Um, but also, we should have waited until Jen had a job. Mm-hmm. You know? Because after you got a job, our situation improved drastically. Yeah. Financially. And we were living very slim before that. And for some reason, when you're in college and you're living like with a few roommates or something, well, first of all, you're sharing the cost, but it's it's not a big deal, I guess, to be stretching it. But all of a sudden when you're married, you, yeah. you want stuff or you spend more money. Well, you want to build a home. There's different expectations with it. So And you eat better. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> That's why you put on 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so finances. Um, One more thing about finances, too, is not only like – just your your debt that you're staring at because um you know we walked we came into our marriage with probably very little debt i don't mm-hmm. think either of us had any debt. i paid yeah we paid it all off beforehand but um uh it's just how how you spend money i think that's another big cause of strife mm-hmm. is different you know financial philosophy some people like to save some people want to spend every mi- yeah, you know penny they have and penny they don't have so you know it it seems like a fun trait in, say, a boyfriend if he just wants to lavish you with gifts all the time mm-hmm. and buy you flowers and all that. That's great. But if the money's not there later, then, you know, just that, that tendency to spend a lot of money right. is not so fun when you have to deal with the consequences. Well, and, it, and so. that, that leads to a good point that spouse, I won't say husband or potential wife, because I've seen both guys and girls that spend money um, like they're still single. Mm-hmm. See, it doesn't bother you how your potential spouse spends money when it's not your finances, when it's their money, their checking account and all that. If they go out and buy something, you might disapprove, but it's no skin off your nose ultimately. But when you guys get married and he goes out and buys golf clubs or she goes out and runs up the credit card on new clothes to keep up with Sally, that's when it's going to become a knockdown drag out. So start, I would suggest the moment you're ready to get engaged is the moment that you are ready not to merge your finances, not to sign anything together or any of that kind of stuff, but it's the moment you're ready to start spending your money as if you're already hitched. Mm-hmm. It's spending your money like you're not single anymore. Spending your money as if you guys are already combining, even though you're not. What do you think? Do you think that's wisdom? Yeah, I definitely think that. I mean, we do that. We've done that in preparation for when you switched your job from mm-hmm. having full time to no job, then to part time, and then more recently when when there was some layoffs, we've we've decided to start living beneath that as if we were living only on my check. We've done that again and again and again, mm-hmm. and do it in advance. Not only to save some money while you're still making it, you know, when you pretend like you're not. Um, it also just it takes the edge off because you're doing it on purpose. And later on, when you're if you're struggling financially because it's still not quite enough, you're going. It's less of I'm under this burden because I'm ankleless, and it's more of you know what I decided to live at this level before this hit me like this anyway. And that just makes difference because you're in control. And also, I think you should you should think about you know what. Even beyond debt and all, everybody's got different types of expenses and diff- different things that they have to pay for. Mm. And um, like teeth, just just think. I guess it's it's a big topic to talk about with your potential spouse mm-hmm. of you know kind of do up a budget of you know what what is he really spending on money on what am I really spending money on and you know what are our big expenses because yep. there could be things in there that you didn't even know that they're having to pay or they owe or you know just. Yeah, that that car was really cute when he was taking you to the movies in it. But mm-hmm. when that car payment becomes your car payment, yeah, might not, not be so simple. cute. And then you know, and when you get married, the money that you spend on what you want 
you know, suddenly takes away from, you know, money that the other person could spend on what they want. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. a much different place. Yeah. Uh, as far as books and, and resources, I am a big fan of Dave Ramsey. And now he's more about staying out of debt. But if you're in a situation where you're not in debt or you're in very little debt and you're not married yet, I would suggest reading his book uh, called Total Money Makeover and uh, learn what is possible. Meaning he's going to go through and tell you stories from people that have just ruined their credit. Jen and I were lucky. We had friends that we got to see five years into their marriage and they were in debt up their eyeballs and they lived really nice. They had furniture. They had a big house. They had two nice cars. And I think young want to be married people get, see all that and they get stars in their eyes and they think that they've got to have that immediately. And then they get in a debt. I mean, I don't just think that I know that. Well, yeah. Jen and I got to see, yeah, that stuff's nice, but the stress that is on those people because of the things that they have. And so Jen and I, when we got married, we lived beneath our means. We we slept on a futon mattress forever. For a long time. <laughs> and then we bought a mattress when we saved up money for it and slept on that, like on the floor or something forever. Or no, just on a on a frame. It came with a frame. Yeah, it yeah. came with a frame for free. And then we bought, we, we saved up and we paid cash for, for bedroom furniture. We still have it to this day. And we've been married 13 years now. But I'm telling you, I don't think we got that furniture in the living room even for maybe our fourth or fifth year, maybe even further. Yeah. Well, Ugh. and if if you can establish how you're going to handle your finances before you have money, before mm-hmm. you've established a home, you know, that'll that'll carry you through. You know, you won't make these purchases that people make that they can't get out of. You know, you'll you'll establish a lifestyle that, you know, if you establish a good one, it'll benefit you the rest of your life. And don't think, you know, I think Disney... And all these other movies have tricked us into believing that it, the media, basically, that when you get married, it's magical. You know, it's magical that something just snaps and everything is wonderful and everything all is All your great. problems go away. <laughs> yeah. And I think the same thing people think with salvation. They go down to the altar and, and you get saved and then you go back and then you still are dealing with your issues. Now mm-hmm. you just have a tool. You have God on your side and your sins are forgiven. But, you know, if you're fat when you go down to pray the sinner's prayer, you're going to be fat when you get up. If you're addicted to cigarettes, nine times out of ten, God's not going to automatically. Sometimes he does, but he's not going to release you from that addiction. You're going to have to work through it. And marriage is the same way, peeps. Um, you, matter of fact, if anything, it exaggerates all of your hangups and yeah, your issues. Yeah, someone else has to live with your hangups yep. all of a sudden. Your underwear on the floor wasn't bothering her when she wasn't in your bathroom, but when you start sharing a bathroom, and here, here's a tip. Here's a little tip. Prepare. We'll talk about more about this as we get two sinks. Get two sinks. <laughs> Don't share a sink with your wife for the love of God. Okay. Why not? Because uh, she doesn't want to deal with your chin hair all over her sink. Mm-hmm. And uh, you don't want curling irons and, uh, and, and hair dryers falling off in, <laughs> into the water that you're trying to shave in, killing you. Okay. Two, um, timing. Yeah, and we touched on this a little bit, but, you know, like our situation, it would have really benefited us to wait for me to get done with school. It just would have been one less thing to deal with. I would have, you know, been getting established in a new job instead of trying to finish school and, and right. handle And we've said else. we we dated for four years. I want to say that that is not necessary. For us, it was because we started dating. Um, Jen was going into her 11th grade year. Yeah, and so we shouldn't duh, have been getting married anytime soon. Yeah, we shouldn't even count the first two years because that was you know high school stuff. I was out of school, but um, you know, so those last two, I think we were like I said before, we were ready emotionally. I think we were ready relationship wise. It was just time, but again, we could have waited, and things weren't horrid for us. But we could have waited another year. And then maybe another six months, you know, because you needed to graduate. And then we had to go through you you taking the, uh, CPA, the exam. CPA exam and all the studying and the late nights and all. And back then I didn't have an Xbox 360. I didn't have yeah. World of Warcraft. But you were learning how to uh, design web pages. Which served me well later on, didn't it? Yes, it did. Um, and then um, and then uh, later on, uh, what was it? Oh, then you got your job and, mm-hmm. you know, things, things really turned up. But if we'd waited, how much more... How much less stress would that have been on our relationship? Yeah. So, you know, there's no way you can predict the future, but there are things you can control. And if you know something's coming up, I mean, like, don't get married in the middle of the school year. 
you know, for instance. Don't get married on summer break or, or winter break in college. Wait. Just wait. Mm-hmm. Gosh, like I said, I'll repeat it a hundred times if I have to. Marriage is difficult under the perfect circumstances. The, the ideal circumstances is almost impossible under anything less. Um, so get, you know, get jobs. Me and Jen are real big uh, proponents of living out on your own for a while. Yeah. Especially if you're prone to spending money willy-nilly and being self-centered. Because that junk will cure that. You know, nobody's there to buy your mustard mayonnaise for you and pick up your skivvies. <laughs> you have to buy yours. Yeah, and you have to when you run out of toilet paper the first time and there ain't none in the in the house. <laughs> that's when you age about 7 years cuz you got to go to the store nasty or you got to find some Kleenexes or or a sock. Uh, that um that never happened to me. Apparently you dealt with that more than once to get no, to I find just, Kleenexes. I just didn't bother. I just didn't bother. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> You didn't just didn't use toilet paper. Uh, so uh, so finances and timing, people. Yeah. You know, uh, the the next one. Well, oh, uh, one wait, more yeah, thing on timing um, that I would think too is to, don't get married because of something. Oh yeah, don't get married because you don't. You, you know, don't you, have a good place to live, or yes, you know. or you're about to get a job and move out of state, or you're going to college. Don't, and or he, you're sick of your parents. I mean, just, or you can't keep it in your stinking pants. Don't get married for the wrong reason. Yeah, marriage, no. Marriage is holy and sacred and awesome. At least it should be by God. And you'll find out that it ought to be if you jump into it for any other reason other than this is the person that you know God wants you to spend the rest of your life with. Okay? Uh, Don't get married because you got pregnant either. Not necessarily. Okay? Two wrongs don't make a right. And if you're sleeping with somebody that was stupid and you knew it was stupid... And you're going to have his child doesn't mean that that child, you know, if he's not going to make a good father, you shouldn't have been with him anyway. But if you are, it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be with him. Okay. Mm -hmm. So preachers tend to push people toward that to kind of clean up the mess. That didn't clean up the mess. They don't have to live with with him. You do. And your kid does. So, you know, two wrongs don't make a right there. Um, The other thing, uh, let's combine finances and and timing for just a bit and we'll talk about but that this more how the rubber hits the road next time but um timing also don't don't be getting married if you're going to have to live with your parents yes oh for the love finances yeah that that's the worst situation you can we've ever seen imagine. that and we we've talked about it on past episodes where you don't take your trash and 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 talk about it to other to your family because you can forgive each other but your family never will forgive your sip your your spouse talk about not being able to keep jack squat from your folks if you're living in their house mm-hmm. even if it's in a separate garage or whatever they're going to be all up in your business you are still that little girl or that little boy in diapers to them <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they are going to have to parent you well, and I and think you are going to subvert. I mean, you're going to submit somehow. So, it, you know, yeah. And it, I would think definitely ugh. for the for the guy too. I mean, it just ruins your credibility. Yeah, because it always seems to be the dude living with the girls. Yeah, I mean that that you're the mm. yeah, that you would even do that. Yep. That you're going to get married under those circumstances. There you go. Yeah, there's always a better way, and it's not worth it to save money if you need to save money. Wait to get married. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so finances, timing. Third one was we had was expectations. I think this one's huge because everybody's got they they may not even know it, but everybody has a view of what marriage Precon- is going to be like. Preconceived ideas, and a lot of it is driven by you know what they've seen on television. It's driven by what they saw in their own home. Yep. It's driven by what they want it to be. Right. You know, Especially if they had a bad childhood or, or a yeah. series of bad relationships in the past. Um, it's just driven by a whole different thing. But I, I think this was one of the hardest things for us when we got married because nobody really was – nobody really told us anything. No. I didn't feel like. Mm-mm. And I never had any idea that it would be very difficult. I don't know. I just thought it would just be easy yep. that you wouldn't really have to work at it. Or No one ever said it was hard. 
It's kind of like having kids. No one really ever says. Oh, they say it's hard, but they say it's stupid stuff. Like, yeah. oh, it's going to be about the toilet seat being up and down. Or, and that or doesn't make Squeezing the toothpaste from the middle instead of from the end. And that that's bull. Nobody cares. Nobody got divorced over that stuff. No, what what they're trying to say, which they never flat out say to you, is that it is difficult to live with somebody else. Yep. It's difficult to deal with their quirks. But but you don't get that when people talk about stuff like toilet paper. It's like let's, that doesn't let, even matter. Here's an explanation that will that will bring it down for anybody from middle school up. Have you ever been over to somebody's house when you was a kid, best friend, and you hung out all night and maybe the next day? And by the time you were done, you were picking at each other and you're irritated with each other and you were just so glad to go home. Yeah. That's Imagine good. if you couldn't go home. Yeah. <laughs> if you were at home. That is the reality of marriage. Yeah. Okay. Um, expectations. I, I think people think, and it's media driven, I think, is love conquers all. And, you know, the Bible is clear that faith, hope, and love abide in the greatest of these love. We read the love chapter last week. Um, but love is not enough. To keep your marriage together. Well, I think also because people's view of love is not, it's not the feeling. Well, it, right, right. They think, because the songs and everything say, you know, love's going to keep us together and blah, 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 blah. Love, true love, God love is selfless. And yes, that will. But this feeling of love doesn't. Right. And the feeling goes away. Very quickly. It's like buying a car or anything else or a house. It's really fun. It's really cool. And then after a while, it's just your house or just your car. Mm-hmm. And it becomes just a relationship and it and, and just your spouse. And the, you know, falling asleep in each other's arms gets really old really quick because you can't it's, really do that. Yeah, it's not very comfortable. No. <laughs> All night long. And the bed's too small. <laughs> so. And I'm sure we'll get an email that says, I sleep in your nose every night. Every night for 50 years. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. I'm glad your husband. Doesn't work for us. Is very squishy. <laughs> I'm not squishy enough, and so neither is she. And that's great for you. I'm just saying in our case. But um, everybody's got expectations, and you need to talk about them. Here's some things that we we talked about and some things we didn't. We talked about children. Mm -hmm. What were our expectations about children? We wanted to have two. We did. We came on that. We came and we wanted to, to wait a long time. Yeah, we to did. Have them. We did. We were going to wait ten years. Mm-hmm. We waited eight. We should have waited ten. No, we should have no, We should have no. waited three or four because <laughs> we are too old to be having children now. Yes, we are. Oh gosh, we were so set in our ways. So, uh, but we both came from fairly large family. I was the oldest of five. Jen was the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted two. And I wanted a boy and a girl. And then by the time it was time to have kids, I wanted a girl and then a boy. And that's exactly what we had. Mm-hmm. So we're done. Yeah, we ordered that well. We did. You know, that's what, that's what, that's what, you know, being in connection with a big guy, that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other one is, is your faith, your, your, your religious preference, whatever. Talk about that junk. Because it's funny how people aren't religious who aren't religious suddenly become religious when they have kids. Yes. Happens all the time. My mom didn't start going to church really until after she had me. Same thing with my parents. And if you are this and Episcopalian and somebody else is Baptist or Catholic and Protestant, that junk may not seem important right now in the old college scene. But later on, when all those friends are gone and the kegs dried up and the baby's looking at you saying, what about my future not just on earth, but in heaven, all that stuff, all those Sunday school lessons are going to come up and you need to figure it out. Now, you know, uh, I could talk all day about this because I'm a preacher, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say you need to figure out what you want to do. Um, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe he is the way, the truth, and life and the only way uh, to the Father. Um, and, and I urge you to investigate the claims of Jesus Christ before you just slap, slap them down to the, to the dirt. I also, but more than anything, I suggest you work that out before you get married. The Bible is very clear. Don't be unequally yoked. Okay? Um, so and, there you go. And don't think that it'll just work itself out no. after you get married. No, it won't. Because people you, will die on that hill. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That's their soul. Finances. Uh, I know we talked about it but uh, from one aspect, but people have different expectations. Some people want joint checking. Some people want separate checking. Some people want prenups. I don't believe in those. Uh, prenups are, are a way of saying, um, you know, if this doesn't work out. And you better not go into a relationship, a marriage, with the idea of if it doesn't work out. If you've got any question at all, you need to leave it. 
Although in the case of prenups with um, second marriages that protects something for the children. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not, not terrible. But we ain't idea. talking about second marriages. No. If you... <laughs> I'm going to tick somebody off. We don't have any advice for saying I do. I just have one. Cause, and, I, and I speak from somebody that deals with the after effects of a second marriage and a stepdad and from somebody that lived through a stepdad. I'll just say this. If you couldn't trust yourself the first time, if the first one didn't work out right, how do you think you can trust yourself the second time? <laughs> okay? So wait until they're out of the house, and then you can mess around all you want. All right? All right. Anyway, finances. Um, you need to talk about who, who's going to be in charge of the money? Jen and I figured out Jen was the uh, accountant. Not yet. Well, Not but then, you were going yeah. to be <laughs> yeah. Okay, detail-oriented monkey, mm. um, you nerd. She was going to be the money person. She was going to take care of it. She's the one that helped me get out of debt. I wasn't really good with money at the time. We've talked about that in past episodes. Uh, so she And she, to this day, still pays the bills. And, and nags the most and all that kind of stuff about money. It's my job. Actually, she doesn't have to nag anymore. No, I don't. Uh, so, you know, figure all that out. Who's going to take care of the money? It's a big deal. Roles, okay? Uh, in our house, we're pretty old-fashioned. No, not really. We're a good mix of, of newfangled and old-fashioned. Uh, I feel like Jen and I both steer this ship, and, and I believe she gives me the wheel mm-hmm. uh, happily. And yes. I think I've earned that place rather than demanded it. I think we have a good balance on that. I, that'd be a good topic for a show one day about about the who's in charge. No, well, yeah, I guess, but but just to to give a a balanced perspective on that that theme because so many people hate on that the whole idea of a man being the man of the house and all that kind of stuff. But mm, yeah. but but figure out what your thoughts are on that, people. Because uh, if you've got a lady or a guy, you know, that, that maybe the guy doesn't want to wear the pants, you know, maybe he, he was run by his mama his whole life and he, he likes you bossing him around. That's fine. <laughs> I guess that works. Uh, that Just works for uh, me, make but, sure everybody knows that ahead yeah, of time. <laughs> yeah, talk about it. Uh, chores, things like chores. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about division of labor just last time, but... Um, Jen and I figured out some stuff, like right before we got married. Do you remember our deal? No, I don't remember the deal. Um, I said, oh, goodness. It was something about me not having to iron. That's all I remember. I thought you didn't want to wash dishes. Oh, that's right. Dang, this hasn't oh, worked out at all. you failed. <laughs> took you 13 years, but you finally failed. Dang it. <laughs> uh, well, the whole world got rewritten when we had kids. That's true. <laughs> but you can figure it out, you know. Uh, especially if you're both working. Early on, most people are still, you know, both of you are working. But figure out what you're going to do with chores. Who's going to do what? What are the expectations there? Somebody's got to mow the lawn and somebody's got to cook the food and buy the food. Are you going to split it? Are you going to do everything together? blah de blah de blah um, The last one um, uh, would be about sex, I guess. You need to know what your expectations are around sex. I would say that sex is probably the second biggest reasons people get divorced. And I'm not, and, and I... Obviously, we think of infidelity and all that, but I'm talking about issues relating to sex. People are very sexually active nowadays, and hardly anybody's a virgin when they get married. And even if they are, the chances that you weren't touched, molested, or abused is very slim anymore. People come into relationships all over the place with different ideas, uh, With and we're going to get onto this a little bit more later, but talk about this stuff. Okay, preferably with some spiritual guidance, which is point number four that we're going to hit on in a minute but um find out find out what the expectations are in a very serious way because it can really really monkey up your relationship um i know in our situation i won't go into too much detail because it's our personal life but i know in my my view i was like all right unlimited access that was my thought. <laughs> and Jen's thought was probably, this is an exaggeration on both ends, okay? But hers is probably like, yay. Uh, yay what? I, I don't have to. Uh, she, she, she was probably thinking more, more along the lines of, I, I can relax. That, 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 they're, that my, my appearance and my um, you know, outward appearance is not very important anymore. I can just relax and, and go through life. And, and James... Huh? I pressured you a lot beforehand. I'm trying not. I'm oh, trying to be. <laughs> I was very confused. <laughs> I am too. I'm sorry. But she was probably thinking, "Yay!" I was thinking it would be romantic all the time, right? Yeah, and that 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 I I wouldn't be just like bugging her. Yeah, 
Because <laughs> I was a typical male and I was a jerkwad. So there you go. Uh, let's, so expectations. Number four would be spiritual guidance. Premarital counseling. What do you think, Jen? Um, I would say find a pastor who who really is invested in... Or a counselor. Or a counselor or anything. A, a lot of churches have programs. I know our church does. Right. has a pretty... Pastors only, aren't always great counselors is the yeah, reason I want to say that's that. that's true. But, um, uh, and, and make sure it's not just like a one session, sit down with the pastor for yeah. 30 minutes. That, you're not going to get anything out of that. I think that's kind of what we had. One or two sessions. Yeah, it was, and, it was, and, it, and we got some books that we didn't read. Yeah. I looked at the pictures. Woo. But, but I mean, yeah, it just they, there was really nothing invested in it, so we didn't invest anything in it either. But um, make sure that you spend some time, like even a couple over a couple of months, you know, once a week over a few months. How, how long does our church go for? Is it like I, nine weeks, twelve it's weeks? Like eight weeks, I think. Eight weeks or sixteen weeks? I have no idea. It's a good class. It's probably about eight. weeks. You wouldn't believe how many people don't. They decide not to get married afterwards, and and to me, that's not scary. That's awesome. Yeah. I was telling Jen, if I ran a premarital class, I would not be happy unless at least 50% of the people decided not to get married. Because that would mean I was undoing marriages before they even got started, and I was beating the average. Well, and another good thing is if you're going to invest, I mean, if somebody doesn't even want to invest a few months, you know, even two months into a class, right? they're not going to be very interested in investing in a marriage. Yep. You know, it's like... So it's, some people take longer to pick out their cars than they do yeah. their spouses. And if it's, you know, it gives you time to really think about it, really think about all the issues and stuff. And I, I know I've seen a lot of people want to get married quickly, I think because they're afraid that either they'll change their mind or their, their potential spouse will change their mind. And right. that's, that's a bad place to be because that, that means right into timing again. That means deep down, they know that they really shouldn't do it, but they want to hurry up and get it done. So it's like, irrevocable mm -hmm. which it isn't irrevocable so yep it should be but Ugh. it isn't so and yeah if you feel pressured if you feel pressured into getting married you need to run yeah you or if you're run. hurrying up to get married because you're afraid yeah, that, that you person, won't hold on to the person yeah that's not gonna stay mm -mm. it's just not gonna work nope they will despise you mm -hmm. and you'll despise them and yourself because you need somebody that wants to be with you okay you deserve yeah. that I don't know who you are but you deserve that. You might be a cat person, a weird cat person. <laughs> you deserve somebody that loves your cats as much as you. Yeah, and they're you out there somewhere. You just have to be patient mm -hmm. and create in you the person that you need to be to attract the kind of person that you want. Mm -hmm. Okay? There you go. Um, uh, church. Church is important. Okay? The Bible says don't forsake the – I'll just break it down like this. It says go to church. <laughs> it's a good idea. I won't quote scripture to you, okay? It just says go to church. Um, you know, well, it's full of hypocrites. Yeah, so what? So freaking what? Um, they're all trying, though. And better hypocrites on a pew than than, than jerkwads that think they know everything. And, and you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. There are good people in church, too. And there are jerkwads at Walmart, but you still go to Walmart. Go to church. Find a place with good music and a great loving pastor and some people that are like you and learn about God. Because uh, I'm telling you what, I just, ugh. Even if you are not a believer, you owe it to yourself to at least check it out. You tried out everything else. Do it. And if somebody hurts you at a church, don't blame God. People are jerks, okay? Even the best of us. I'm a jerk, okay? I'm not perfect. Uh, but God is. And um, get to know Him more than you. And, and put your faith in Him, not the church and not His people. Because, man, we're all imperfect. And people will always let you down. But God never stinking will, I guarantee you, okay? Uh, so... Uh, that pretty much wraps up spiritual guidance and your sermon for this week. <laughs> I know. You can send your offerings to james.com. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the fi number five. Jen, read that one. That's a good word. Um, disclosure. <gasps> Wasn't that a movie? I don't know. Yes, it was. Okay. With Demi Moore. Really? Remember we that. thought we were watching like Richie Rich or something. It <laughs> <laughs> was like, <laughs> and it was disclosure. <laughs> we we're like, why wrong. is Richie Rich so serious? <laughs> What's I didn't know Demi Moore was in Richie Rich. <laughs> Did we stay? No, we got up when the, when the title screen of Disclosure came yeah. up. 
And we went to the other theater to watch. I don't think we saw Richie Rich either, no, did we? I think we? we did. We snuck into another one. We probably should have stayed in Disclosure because I don't think Richie Rich is I don't know what it was good. about, so we better not say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, right. uh, Disclosure is very important, people. There, ne- mm-hmm. there doesn't need to be any surprises in your first year or even in your 13th year, for that matter. Uh, tell your spouse or potential spouse about past relationships. Yeah. Uh, you need to know if there's like kids running around. Yeah. Or <laughs> you don't need to be celebrating your fifth anniversary. <laughs> Ding dong. There's a 10 year old boy. Yeah. yeah. No. Can I come? Well, live with and you need to know, like, you know, if your potential spouse is, you know, had trouble with alcohol or drugs or, or just still anything. does. Yeah. yeah. Debt I mean, and past relationships. Gambling. Anything. You, you know, need HIV, to know that stuff now. You know, if you have a, a, a STD or something, I mean, that kind of stuff, people don't tell people until after they're married. And that's, and that's wrong. Yeah. You know? You need to know. And you need to feel like you know that person that well. Yep. Because I think you can always sense when people are hiding certain parts, especially if you've been dating them a while, yep. which is why we advocate dating quite a while. Because that, that helps a lot of things come out. Because if you're going to know somebody for a year, you're going to see a lot. Yep. You, they can't, they can't hide all that stuff. Yeah, I never buy it when I hear somebody say, you know, I married him and then they changed. Yeah. And and I do know people change, but if you didn't know that about them, I, I always say you need to date somebody long enough to have seen them angry, to have seen them when they've lost someone close to them, when they're stressed out, when they're sick, when they're happy, when they're when they've completed a task, you know, or do they follow through? If you haven't dated in person long enough to have a fight yet, you know, then, oh, well, we just get along all the time. Well, you have a surface relationship, okay? If yeah. you don't fight, you ain't got deep enough because people are like two rocks, rough, 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 and they rub against each other and there's all this friction and issues and pretty soon they start wearing down and compromising and becoming uh, attuned to each other and then it smooths out. And then about the time it gets right, one of them flips over. <laughs> 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 nice, James. <laughs> or or two or three more stones get thrown in, like the babies. <laughs> Have fun with us. <laughs> We're growing new edges every day. <laughs> that is the problem with our children, isn't it? <laughs> oh man! Oh, you thought you had us figured out, and we're changing. That's right. Every Luckily, time we get an edge smoothed over, bloop. <laughs> Luckily, your spouse is not quite so changing. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, even stuff like knowing knowing about their family. Yep. You know, knowing their family, knowing their relationship, brothers with your and family. sisters. Yeah. And- all that stuff, because you're going to have to deal with all that. That does not go away. It just gets, um, what is it, emphasized, increased. Yep, exaggerated. Right exaggerated, that's the word I was thinking of, but yeah. Yep. So. Marriage does that. It exaggerates all of your good qualities and all of your bad qualities, mm-hmm. and not necessarily in that order. Um. The last one, I guess, number six, uh, let's review. Finances, timing, expectations, spiritual guidance. Number five, disclosure. Number six, our last one of the day is is sex. Um, I think it's important to learn how to have sex. Uh, Middle schoolers are cringing right now. You shouldn't be listening No, they're excited. (laughs) Let's practice. (laughs) No, don't. Here's the thing. Today, you know, I learned, I can honestly say I learned about sex from television, movies, and pornography. Yeah. And that's terrible. I had, you know, knowing what I know now versus what I thought I knew then, it's completely wrong. (laughs) And not on a moral level. I mean, I guess ultimately it was, but I'm saying I didn't, the technique, (laughs) everything was wrong. Um, and, and I can say this bluntly, but the sex that you see on, uh, in pornography is man centered. It's not for the girl. Okay. And so if that's your only source for what it looks like and what it's supposed to be doing, uh, you're doing it wrong. Okay. Or you will be doing it wrong. Um, but find somebody that you can trust and that you can talk to and, and somebody older, somebody old, preferably, Somebody old and wrinkly that you don't want to hear about this stuff from and talk to them. <laughs> but you can stand to talk to them. And not together for the love. Or yeah. you know, or get a book or something and a good one. Not not some yeah. nasty sex book off the internet or, or video series. <laughs> um and, and find out, seriously, because sex is important. It is the glue that binds 
you together physically and then eventually emotionally and spiritually. I really believe. Women and men have very different views of sex, very different ideas, very just everything is completely different. Yep. From. And love languages come into to play. You know, men are visually stimulated most of the time. Uh, and then later, as you get married, it becomes more about the emotional side of things, too. Women are usually emotional right at the beginning. You can be an ugly dork and she still wants you, which is really good for me. It, but as long as you've done the things that you're supposed to do and you're making her feel safe, you're making her feel secure, you're making her feel beautiful, um, you've, you've told her the things she needs to know, you've taken care of the things. If you're sitting there playing video games and you haven't done your chores or mowed the lawn... Don't be thinking you're going to get lucky, okay? But I'm just saying, learn about some of this beforehand because you will save yourself a lot of stuff. Now, I'm not talking about by practicing, and I'm not talking about by moving in together. That seems to be the new trend. That is not marriage. No. That is an open-ended relationship where you guys have just decided to live together, and that is it. That is not marriage. That's why people do it. We're going to try this out. Just a roommate. Yeah. And it's a great deal for the guy. It's well, you kind talked of about lousy it. for the girl. It's like but, college. Yeah. It's not the same. No, it's like you have a roommate and you know that at any moment you can walk out and there's really no repercussions. No. You mm-hmm. have to find a new place to live and that's about it. Yep. There's no big life-changing things there. $60 for new locks and that's about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Another thing, and I don't know if it quite fits there, but it kind of does, is I something I've seen is, um, you know, People, especially girls, they will save themselves and they will be a virgin when they get married, which, like you said before, is really rare. Mm -hmm. But they won't marry somebody who's particularly worthy of that. Right. And it ends up really causing a lot of problems later. They'll marry somebody with with just a sordid sexual past, you know, or something like that. And it's like, I I, I guess staying pure is not not the whole picture. Yeah, it's not the end all. You know, it doesn't mean things are going to go perfect. You need to really think. You still think, need to use your sense. Yeah, your common yeah, sense. Yeah, really think about who you're marrying and what their habits were like. And, you know, that, that that's going to cause you problems. Even if you're not the one who, who has the prior sexual history, their sexual history is going to matter later. Well, again, so. marriage is, gr- is difficult under perfect. Two virgins coming together for the first time. And living their life are still going to struggle with sex. They're still going to struggle with finances. They're still going to struggle with their relationship and whether they did the right thing or the wrong thing. Our whole goal is to prepare you for this. If you know some of this is coming and you talk about it ahead of time, when you still have issues, you can honestly, at the end of the day, say, you know what? This is normal. Because we took care of finances, because we talked about sex, because we we figured out we are tight with God and we are working on our relationship with him. We we talked about our expectations. We know we're not ready for children yet. We waited until we both had a job and that we were out of debt. This is normal. And you can have peace knowing that, you know what, this is a struggle, but there's going to be life at the end of it. There's going We're going to grow as a result of it instead of it being something that you just know as a result of your, of your lack of planning and your haste to take care of some sort of physical urge. And there's no promise that that's going to work out good. Those are consequences. So consequences, you know, are bad, you know. So anyway, I, I'm looking forward to next week talking a little bit more about this, but... I guess that about wraps it up. Yeah, that's um, all of our... If you have any input, if we missed anything, and I'm sure we did, or if you'd like to put in uh, for next week when we talk about the actual first year, uh, email us at geeklovesnerd at gmail.com, or you can call us at 206-600-5704 and give your input. But uh, that's our main topic this week. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to hit news, uh, life updates, and uh, everybody's favorite, Ask Jen, and then your V and emails. Peace. So we meet again. What does that make us, Jen? Well, that makes us sworn enemies, Mr. Wet Dog Breath. Well, ain't we just. You ready to freaking die, doo-doo head? Oh, your confidence is going to cost you your life. Stinky McStink Stinker's face. The Jen and Dave Show can be found at thegenanddaveshow.com. A family-safe podcast filled with family values. Eat lightsaber lit licking hollow chocolate bunny head. In your dreams, cootie pie eating coconut underwear armpit. It, it just happens to be their family. So check them out at thegenanddaveshow.com. All right, it's time for some news real quick. Uh, we mentioned it last week, but it bears repeating. 
Uh, we're going to be doing a marriage conference here pretty soon, uh, May 1st and 2nd, here at Sheffield Family Life Center in Kansas City, Missouri. It's called the Marriage Ability Conference. I'm actually going to be shooting a uh, video for it Wednesday. You might need to be there with me, dear. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing two classes. Uh, one of them is called Parents as Pastors, where we're going to talk about uh, weaving God into your children's spiritual life, which is always a good idea. And then uh, we're going to be talking about opposites attracting, and uh, basically, which is the core principle of our entire show. Uh, those are going to be live recorded episodes of Geek Loves Nerd. And if you'd like to be there, um, check it out. Call this number. It's 816-241-4831 to tell me you need information on the Marriageability Conference. And um, did I say the zip code? 816 241 You mean the phone number? 4831? Yeah. Yeah, 816-241-4831. You said and, zip code. Okay, it's well, anyway, don't ask for me. I'm busy, but uh, you can talk to somebody. And uh, also at uh, geeklovesnerd.com, check out the twice-weekly webcomic. I always like to mention that, so uh, do that. We also have some GoDaddy codes that will save you some money and help out the show, too. Mentioned at the top of the show, but Pod Pod uh, 121 will get you 10% off hosting. Blue 121 will get 10% off any product at GoDaddy. Uh, Pod Save 121. We'll get you $5 off of orders $30 or more. And then Podname121 will get you a $749 domain name. Okay? Uh, that would be awesome if you do that. Uh, life updates. What's been going on? Anything good? Oh, my. You talk about yours real quick because I just had one and I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I will say this. Uh, Jenna Jenna's awesome. Uh, many of you guys may know from shows in the past that uh, fairly recently, like a couple months ago, I was first on the, one of the first on the scene at an accident, okay? And so was my family. Uh, and my daughter, of course, asked a lot of questions about it. And uh, this gentleman, whose name was Greg Hawley, uh, that, that, that basically was later died uh, as a result of that accident. And my daughter had lots of questions, and I'd asked her questions. Well, I told you all that to... to well, and then later on, you know, recently she's been baptized. She's she's a Christian. Um, she has asked Jesus into her heart, and it's a big deal. And she talks about Jesus now, and it's it's really cool. And uh, so the other day we were in the car, and she kind of uh, is talking about forgiveness. And she doesn't. I don't. She knows the word. I don't know that she knows what it means, but she understands the concept. So I guess she does know. And she was talking about driving fast, and people drive fast, and they break the rules. And if they break the rules, then, then they can hurt people. And she's got a real th – this accident, because I guess of the way I've able, been able to translate it for her, has helped her to learn some important lessons, even at four, that I, I know are going to be a part of her mm -hmm. for the rest of her life. Um, and I'm glad. I want to put a little bit of uh, fear in there about driving crazy. Lord knows. I mean, it's one of the biggest killers of teenagers is driving. Do you know that? I believe it. Yeah. And, I dread uh, the day she gets uh, her license. <laughs> well, maybe we don't have to dread it as much, but she was talking about it, and she, she mentioned the three guys that she saw, you know, get out of the car that caused the accident. And she says, um, those three boys, you know, they drove bad, and they hurt Mr. Greg, and Mr. Greg was on the side of the road, and they go to jail. And, and, she, and then she says, and it was awesome, she was talking about uh, forgiveness. She says, but even though they go to jail, they still need to... Um, Maybe one day they can say, I'm sorry to Mr. Greg and his family, and they can say, but they still need to say, I'm sorry to God. And then she goes on and says, I, I need, sometimes I forget to say I'm sorry to God too. And she's talking about the concept of, you know, asking forgiveness for, you know, that continual cleansing that we believe that the blood of Jesus does for us. And I thought it was awesome because, you know, you preach things like that the, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. And and sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes you don't see that in people's lives because people decide they don't want it to work for them and they mm -hmm. do their own thing. But here's this innocent, uh, good ground, you know, if you're familiar with the concept of good ground in the Bible, uh, where this seed is growing in her. And I've, I've seen something come to life in her because I didn't plant the seed of forgiveness. I talked about Jesus and dying on the cross and forgiving us of our sins. And then I've seen that grow in her and become big and strong. And I know we don't usually talk about a lot of Bible stuff on the, on the program, but this is about my daughter and her spiritual journey. And I think it's awesome to see that. It brings some reality to it. Because uh, so many times in my life, I put it out there and put it out there for people. And like I said, they decide to do other things and they don't and then they wonder why it doesn't work because they didn't mm -hmm. do it. They didn't <laughs> yeah. trust in it and they didn't operate it. They didn't obey it and they didn't believe it. And they, they think it's like like a fire extinguisher under your sink. 
Mm-hmm. They think having a fire extinguisher is going to keep this, the kitchen from catching on fire. That's not a fire extinguisher's job. Right. They believe their faith is going to stop the bad stuff, even if they don't really believe it. You actually have to put it into practice when the mm-hmm. bad stuff mm-hmm. happens, just like a fire extinguisher. So it's just awesome to see her, you know, that literally growing in her and things that I haven't even put in there are blossoming. And that's that's what I believe is going on there. She, she understands that even if you serve your time, even if you're punished, um, there's still something else to do. You still need to ask God to forgive you. I think that's huge. That is very Huge. And better, oh, I think so many, we lose so many kids. Those who are on church may not know, we lose 80% of our kids from church by the time they turn 18. I don't believe that. I believe we lose them between fifth, sixth, seventh grade, but they have to still come to church until they graduate from high school and move out on their own. Um, and I believe that is not 100% because kids are don't have their own relationship with God. They, they borrow their parents. Mm-hmm. And they go to Sunday school, and they learn not how to be Christ-like. They learn how to be good and sit in a classroom and not get in trouble so they can get their treat. And I, I, this gives me hope that my daughter is going to have a real relationship because she's bringing this stuff to me rather than me p- shoving it down her throat. Mm-hmm. I think that's huge. And I, I would think even an atheist could appreciate that. So, all right. Jen, what you got? <laughs> Beat that! <laughs> yeah, really. I have a halo oh. over my head. <laughs> I have angel wings sprouting out of my shoulder yeah. blades. All right. Um, no, mine's really stupid, especially. I found a donkey. <laughs> Let's just move on. I petted a donkey. <laughs> no, what about the thing? Is that what you're going to talk about? No, no. no the field I was trip? just going to oh. talk about, um, we, I babysat um, another oh. four-year-old um, the other day, and uh, same age as Jenna, and I just thought they were watching Kylan, and it's something about some dragon boat festival or something. Anyway, what was funny though is they um they do a dance, and both of them during we're doing this dragon dance, <laughs> both of them together, <laughs> it's synchronized. They're like, let's do this dance. <laughs> they both get up. A little there. boy and a little girl. Yeah, they're doing. It's just funny when you're when you're four. You yeah. really don't. Spontaneous dancing isn't a problem. <laughs> you're not self-conscious about anything. It no. doesn't matter. Well, and, and that, that was a big thing because her Jen had to take care of this little boy because there was a, a family emergency where a, a, a grandfather had been found to have some cancer and, and the dad had to drive out there. And so uh, we took this little guy because mom had to work and blah, blah, blah. Usually they trade off, you know, and, and dad wasn't available. So it was a big deal. So you have a halo, too. Okay. You can have a little bit of mine. <laughs> can't have your I'll pinch off a little bit of this gold. All, all I have is a dancing dragon. And I did find out that four-year-olds, Jenna is not unique in her talking, mm. that they all talk, talk too a much. lot. <laughs> They've just kind of mastered the whole thing. And uh. they, they just, But luckily, that day, they talked to each other. A lot. Yeah. It's <laughs> so. enough to make you want a couple of them just, just for that. I know. I'm thinking twins. Man, that mm. wouldn't be a bad idea if they came at four instead of at Twins zero. probably get sick of each other, though. Pretty oh, easy. yeah. Just like. Hey, uh, you also went on a field trip to see a horse. Yes, I did. What was so interesting about that? Because you, you and Terry came back and. Uh, it was really stinky. <laughs> We went to, actually, it was a vet's office. Okay, a the, horse vet. Yeah, a horse vet. They specialize in horses. They have a special name for a horse vet? It's called Equine Ooh, I knew it. Solutions. Ooh. So. It sounds like you boil down a couple but horses all and you have, end up with this yeah. liquid. It's, but, it's a solution. But, you know, they're a vet, so it's not like they have a stock of horses sitting around. No. Um, so all they had was this mangy old horse that they Some owned. Half dead horse. <laughs> yeah, it was really. He bad. has to live at the vet because he's so sick. It's it like wasn't. a nursing home for <laughs> no. equines. It was their personal horse. I don't. But yeah, it was. It was not looking real. It was fine, but it wasn't real pretty. You know, it's just kind of mangy. But um, it's the equivalent of a, of a redneck having an old yeah. car up on blocks <laughs> yeah. out in the back. This is my personal car. And um. And we got to watch its um, hose getting cleaned, and Ew. it was really kind of gross. Yeah. No, that's more true than you know, because they say the house, the, the 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 mechanic always has the car that's the junkiest, mm. and so it makes sense that the vet, the horse vet, would have the mm. worst <laughs> <laughs> the horse in the entire well, county. Well, it just wasn't a show horse. I'm sure it was fine as horses go, but when I see a horse, I want it to have shiny fur and mm. it look like shiny it's... Shiny fur. 
it's called. Shiny coat, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look like it's ready to prance Big around. Fuzzy horse. <laughs> I want it to look like, like a sheep. Like a Clydesdale. Yeah. <laughs> Your nose to his knee. And um yeah, but it was interesting. Well, Terry came back talking about gallstones and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we got to see the what a uh, gallstone that they'd gotten out of a horse. Out of that horse. That horse is decrepit. It wasn't that horse. It was a different horse. Why would you keep a gallstone from a horse it was the size humongous. of a chestnut? Because if you're a vet, I don't know. I guess that's the thing to do. Anyway, so, yeah, this was a preschool uh, field trip. Outing, yeah. Yeah. So, it was very educational. Let's go see for a half kids. dead horse. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. It just wasn't kind of mangy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm. What not... was the horse's name? Do you remember? It was um. Oh, not Beverly. Scruffy. It was. <laughs> it was Valentine. Wow. Yeah, they wow. called it Val. Val. You know why it was called Valentine? Because they bought it on Valentine's Day. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't really that. <laughs> <laughs> so. so it didn't have like a racetrack name. No, I always it was not a racing kind of. This horse. is Daddy's Lovelace. <laughs> I know. This is Monkey Butt Junction in the lead. <laughs> Daddy Long Legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, my mama's lost Valentine. That's who that would be. <laughs> that would be the full name of a racehorse. Some scraggly oh. horse. We've just upset all our horse lovers out there. That's okay. They know it's true. They know it's true. Proper horse love. Well, this horse just wasn't loved as much as he seemed like he should have been. (laughs) He just didn't look like he'd been brushed. I thought you're supposed to brush him every day or something. We we grew up in Yulee and next door to a girl with some horses. And yeah, that that horse would kick him. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they said stand far back. Or you're safer when you're close to the horse because right. they don't have as much space to kick you. Well, they yeah, they can't kick you in the head if you're right up on yeah. them. They could throw you a little bit and give you a little mm-hmm. little action in the in the bad place, but uh, <laughs> yeah, which I can't imagine is any better for you guys than it would be for us. But Jenna Jenna was very upset by the smell, but she still had a good time. But she's it's so stinky. Why is it so stinky? And she held her nose the whole time. Yeah, she's like me. She's got a sensitive schnoz. Yes, she does. All right, uh, it's time for some E and V mail. We don't have any emails, so oh. we don't like you guys, but uh, we like Fred. So here. Hello, James and Jen. It's Fred from Long Island. I just got done listening to your episode of Geek Love Nerd uh, regarding the division of labor between husbands and wives. And first of all, I, I perked right up when you said that James was good at loading the dishwasher. Now, please, James, don't count yourself out because that is a very important skill in my house, too. Hmm. It seems that some people of uh, the female gender in my house seem to think that if you toss it into the dishwasher any which way, that's good enough. And just because the dishwasher managed to clean it correctly once, uh, then it's good every time. So I I have taken upon myself to uh, observe the lines and the spaces in the dishwasher and, and line things up correctly. And I think it really is a spatial orientation thing that some people just have better <laughs> than others. Sort of like, you know, some people can draw and some people can... This is a man really doing well. dishes, all right. So, <laughs> Spatial uh, orientation. There. Also, I uh, wanted to say regarding the division of labor that in our house, um, I've always liked cooking and shopping, uh, at least grocery shopping, better than my wife. My Again, my wife would rather you know run through the store and grab what she needs whereas I'm the one who's price checking and, you know, mm, I'll go they're the opposite of us. And I'll go to the supermarket yeah. separate from Costco and all I those did sorts badly. of things. Um, but I think she's uh, okay with that because, first of all, she doesn't like it. Second of all, her dad was also the uh, price comparison guy. That's why she picked house. you. So there's, mm. there's where the, the family uh, roles kind of come into play. Um and so I would say, as far as that goes, you know, you find the things that you're good at, whether you're man or woman, and you do them. Good, you know, if, good, if one person good. is more inclined to cleaning and the other person is more inclined to cooking, for example, as is the case with my in-laws, where my mother-in-law is a great, uh, very orderly, you know, neat person, and my father-in-law is a great cook, but don't ask him to clean up necessarily afterwards. You know, so that's that's what they do. Mm. Um, so that I, I'd say play to your strengths is, is a good rule. I like that. There. 
Uh, and I'd say that's about it. I enjoy the podcast as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Um, I, I like that idea. I'm really good at some things. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at sitting at the computer. At sitting at the computer, <laughs> and I really want to play to my strengths. So, if there's got to be somebody doing this, I want to volunteer. Okay, okay. I think you're really good at taking care of the kids. No, not, not really my I strength. I think you're really good in the morning. Getting up in the morning, I think you're stellar. Not so good. Uh, you know what? If you need somebody to stay up all night and watch movies, <laughs> I've got my hand up. Yeah. I want to be first in line. I, I, I bet you do. I know you hate that. Mm. I'm willing to take that on. (laughs) I do have to say um, that I always, um, that I might have picked you partly because um, my dad always took care of all the house stuff, the the fixing the house stuff. Mm. And you're kind of a house fixer, and I always... Boy, I'm handy. I always took that for granted. I thought all guys were handy. No, until you met David Godbout, and his toolbox was like a pencil case. Not He had a screwdriver and a tack hammer. Can't even fix the toilet, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Okay. Uh, he called back. Oh, he did. Hi, Fred from Long Island again. This is an addendum to my call <laughs> an about addendum. the uh, an addendum. episode. And I, I was driving, and I threw out a couple of uh, Exp- my wife is good at. Let me tell you a couple of things she is good at, just for balance. Uh, one is she homeschools our two kids, and she's great at it. Uh, always been very motivated to do it. This was a project she took on herself. Uh, you know, from our daughter's uh, early age, and um, she's she's really is great at it, and and called to do it. Something I never would have occurred to me, never interested me whatsoever. But I fully support her in it. Um, another thing she must she's listen great to the show <laughs> is scrapbooking all of our pictures, which is a hobby that she's taken on. Where I, you know, tend to the technology end of the house. She is the crafty person who does the crochet. Crafty person. Like I said, you need to labor quit while you're ahead, dude. Strengths. Talk to you soon. All right. So she doesn't load the dishwasher right, and she's a crappy person. Wow. wow. Poor Fred. Fred, dude. You know, uh, I, I I couldn't help but say though when she was doing you know the homeschooling thing, she just runs through and teaches the kids what they need to know <laughs> and the heck with them. <laughs> yeah. Here's one plus one is is what two three okay that's close enough let's just keep going we're gonna get through this I gotta send your dad to the store no I think that would be I that's think, that would be a hard job I'm oh sorry. no way man I yeah. ain't doing it that's why they make public schools for me it's just for me <laughs> uh, I was homeschooled for a while so I say I'm like burr, burr. okay you, wait, what what were you properly homeschooled oh uh, you know better than that yeah you're right. You knew better than that. All right. Uh, I was kept at home. You were kept so that at home. nobody would have to get me ready early in the morning and so that I could be available to do chores whenever. That's why I was homeschooled, okay? And so they wouldn't have to yeah. pay for your school lunches. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, we haven't asked Jen's segment, and let's do it real quick. Um, okay. We kind of jumped around, but that's okay. This is kind of silly, but listen to it. Hello. Yes, I am a mother brand new baby, and I'm not sure if the baby that I brought home was the right baby. He, he looks a little <laughs> bit hairy, and he doesn't look like his father at all, and he makes funny noise. Oh, he's going to make a noise right now. You tell me, does this sound normal? <laughs> it just doesn't... T- oh, wait, wait, what was that, baby? I don't know. Jen, um... This is, I guess it's a question for you. What what should I do? Give us back our son. <laughs> That's the dunder. Is that is that Chewy? It's a <laughs> baby Wookie. Baby Chewy. Your son is a Wookie. <laughs> Run. Or that could be Wookies have to be tamed before like they're five. A baby alligator? No, he said it was hairy. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe alligators sound Who different. Who was that from? I have no idea. Oh, that wasn't like a prank call from somebody we know? No. I Well, I'm sure it was. It sounded a little bit like an avilla to me. But, um, but no. yeah, answer the question. What what should they do with their baby? Maybe they should shave it. <laughs> <laughs> Shaved Wookiee. You know they got baggy skin hanging down like some old person that lost a lot of weight. Oh, there's flaps going on underneath there. You know, because he's all jangly when he walks. 
a shaved Wookiee. What the flip would that look like? It's really hairy. If you're an artist or a Photoshopper, I want to see what a shaved Wookiee would look like. (laughs) I I just want the caller to send us a picture of their baby and then we can give advice from there. That's true. (laughs) Even a baby Wookiee would be cute. I'm not talking about some nasty looking Wookiee from the from the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> scary all over the place. Mm. Yeah. You've got a baby Wookiee. Maybe you can take him to the Equine Solutions place. Let him they... let him watch Star Wars. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> It'd be like Ugly Duckling. Oh, my life, I've been the ugliest mm-hmm. person in the world. But I'm actually a very beautiful Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's our show. Thank you for uh, being with me, Miss Jen. You're welcome. I loved you. I loved you, too. No, I'm kidding. Uh, closing stuff. Hey, website. Check it out. Geeklovesnerd.com for comics and, and soon to be hopefully coming uh, ads. And I, I'm ads. Uh, <laughs> check out the ads. We're going to put a few more in for you. Now, my- I bet you'll be so excited to see our ads. <laughs> Go click on them. Uh, no, I'm hopefully my wife is going to start writing some, some posts. Yeah, I blog once in a while. <laughs> But we got forums you can check out there too. We got a great community, people like you that want to hear from you, and they're very friendly and unforum like. Uh, email us your comments, uh, your stuff for next week, or responses to this, or ask Jen questions to geeklovesnerd at gmail.com, or call them in at 206 600 5704. Thank you, Miss Jen. I loved you. I loved you too. We already said that. Bert. Bert. <laughs>